Welcome back to Real Phonies, where we take a love for movies and television and combine it with very little knowledge about movies and television. I'm your host, Christian. Join with me, as always, are my co-hosts, Joseph. Yellow. And Jayhugh. We're joined this week by the sounds of the playground as my children are running about and having a grand old time in this New England weather. But we're also here to talk about Hustle. The, I'm not going to say latest Netflix release, but I don't know what other movies have come out it's of Netflix. the latest since big one, I feel like. Starring, I mean, I'm not even sure if it's the latest Adam Sandler release. Oh, uh, yeah. Plus Netflix release. Both of those uh, things put out a lot of content. That is absolutely true. Uh, Hustle is the story of a on-the-road scout searching for the next great NBA talent for the Philadelphia 76ers with dreams of being a coach and starring Adam Sandler, Queen Latifah, and then a whole slew of NBA stars. I, I, did, I don't know anything else about this movie. I did though. wonder, I, I do anything? want to talk about that, but you kind of brought it up. Uh, this is for me and Hurt, maybe. I don't know how into the NBA you are, Christian, but... Like, what percentage do you think you would have enjoyed this movie more if you knew any fucking NBA players? <laughs> well, the main thing I thought about it is, is, man, Adam Sandler makes movies for Adam Sandler. 100%. What, what a guy. Yeah, how many people sure. are living more of a dream than Adam Sandler? Like, if there, <laughs> if there are two people, I could just, like, jump into their body and live their lives to be Adam Sandler or Jimmy Buffett. Because, I mean, <laughs> I, I was thinking about, like, you know, I don't know if you guys ever watched this, but that that shitty Will Ferrell Sherlock Holmes movie in it, there's like a cameo in it, and it's Billy Zane, and it's fucking hilarious and it has a real impact. Like none of the cameos in this have any real impact on me, and I don't think it's just because I don't know anything about the current NBA. I think it's just because there's so fucking many of them. I just want to. I want to. I would have to stop you there, hurt because. You said the current NBA. Would it have been any different if it was any other NBA? I mean, if it was like the NBA in like 1992, and I'm not saying I followed basketball then. You got I you got to think... give me five NBA players from 1992. Okay, well, I, okay. First of all, <laughs> let me say 1992 was a generalization, but let's say during the era that people like Jordan and Pippen and uh, that's two. Okay. Uh, you know, uh, Magic Johnson, Larry Bird, like, you know, people like that. That's the fucking four. guy who was a wrestler for 10 minutes. Who's the, who loves Kim John Eel? Why can't I think of his name? <laughs> you know who I'm? Dent Rodman. Dennis there Rodman. you go. Yeah. I'm so um, impressed. I'm so proud of you. I, th- three of the players you listed were on the Bulls. Yeah. <laughs> well, one, I mean. One team. Well, I mean, that's who people cared about in 1992. That's true. That's true. But um, you know what I'm saying? I'm saying the NBA and stars from the NBA used to be way more in the popular consciousness than they are now. I don't know that I agree with that. But I don't know if I agree with that I, either. But go ahead. I would say you're more out of the popular conscious, but I would say to your point, specifically, you know, that Bulls team, that transcended all sports. Like that, Absolutely. That was a dynasty of dynasty type of thing. So I, I get why that one stands out. I can't think of a uh, uh, any... Uh, much less basketball, but almost any other sports star that has achieved Michael Jordan in like the early nineties stardom. Like that's just like a special, like you said, transcendent kind of thing. I mean, Michael Jordan is the Michael Jordan of being Michael Jordan. Yeah. <laughs> so I, I don't know if I agree with, with what you said hurt that there are less famous basketball players or like, you know, people like popular conscious basketball players, but I will say 
none of them were in this movie. <laughs> right. Right. There wasn't no KD or Steph Curry yeah, or LeBron I mean, James. That was kind of awkward, though, because the Sixers are a pretty big team, and they have one of the biggest players in the NBA, Joel Embiid, yep. who is mentioned by name several times, never seen in the film. Nope. And, I mean, arguably the biggest player I think you see, maybe Trey Young, Chris Middleton. I mean, I don't know. Like, there's there are definitely recognizable people, but... None of them are the LeBrons or the Kyries or the right. Steph Currys. It's like those guys are all a step above. I personally thought the bar was much lower than uh, it was, I was surprised at the amount and who they did. Play. It it did seem like quality would have been better than quantity in this particular case. I mean, they definitely chose quality. They, I mean, there was probably a discussion for as much as we can get LeBron for, we can get like thirty other. <laughs> I definitely uh, like when when they started the credits and they started listing this person as himself. I was like, "Well, shit, you should have done that when he showed up. <laughs> it would have been more helpful for me." Right. Anyway, so let's talk about what this did movie. you guys? Yeah, I was say, what did you guys think of it? I'll go first. I thought it was pretty fun. You know, uh, it's it's pretty well known. I think that Adam Sandler loves basketball probably more than he likes acting or comedy. So this feels like something that's been in the making for a long time. Again, it's a, it's a, uh, I'm sure he just went up to Netflix and was like, Hey, can I get some money to do some basketball? And they're like, fuck yeah. Uh, and I don't know why he hasn't done that sooner, but I mean, you know, it's good. He's, he's a, a kind of an established dramatic actor at this point. And I, you know, it's not a very funny movie. He's, you know, I guess kind of quippy, but in a sort of sad way, uh, it's it, it's a fun sports management movie, which I think is uh, a whole genre into itself that I don't really know why it's compelling, but it, it is, you know, obviously Moneyball is the, the top tier example of this. And I think this is definitely related to it. Not exactly the same, but on that note, comparing it to Moneyball, one of the things that I, I realized watching is like, I kind of wish it was more management and we spent less time on the actual basketball. But I'm curious what you guys think. I still think it was better than Transformers, but you know, I was hoping it was going to be the Moneyball for basketball, but it wasn't quite that. Yeah, I would put it somewhere between Draft Day and Moneyball. I think Draft yeah. Day is the one I enjoy the most, <laughs> but it's the it's the worst of the three movies. Moneyball is definitely the, the dumbest of the three for I, sure. It's it's still pretty darn entertaining though. It, this is this is uh, not Moneyball. Uh, it doesn't take itself nearly as serious as Moneyball, but it takes itself more serious than Draft Day. Yes. And so, you know, for the uh, trilogy of of major league sports management movies, you know, it's a fine addition. Uh, better than Transformers. I don't I, I probably won't watch it as much as I watch those other two films. I kind of agree with you, Joseph, like the coaching aspect just wasn't as interesting for me as the the management aspect. But again, I'm one of those weird people that like the off season. You know, I enjoy the, the GMing of it all. So, uh, I mean, it was a good time. I think it moves quick. Uh, it's a quick two hours. There's cool basketball scenes in it. Adam Sandler is pretty good. Better than Transformers. Yeah. Uh, I think it was kind of the money balls and app comparison. There's a little bit of Rocky in this, like there is all sports movies, but this one felt it a little more since it was in Philadelphia. And uh, there was a little bit of the forgotten Billy Crystal uh, vehicle, My Giant. You know, overall, I like this movie. I think it could have done with less cameos. I think the cameos sort of break it up. Uh, they sort of, 
I don't know, stop the flow every time you've got to watch someone trying their best to act and, and not achieving. But uh, overall, I think I liked it. I definitely, if you would have went into this giving me a hundred guesses as to who would play uh, Adam Sandler's wife, I would have never gotten <laughs> And I thought that worked out pretty well. I, I liked I liked that part of it. I will say, I can't even remember the name of the movie, but you remember... I remember the name of the character. There was a Will Smith basketball movie where he played a character called Jackie Moon. Does anybody remember what the name of that movie was? Woody Harrelson was in it. I don't know that one. It it reminded me a lot of that. That movie was wackier than this, but it it had that feeling where it seemed like someone wanting to do something a little more serious, but was afraid to let go of the jokes. He probably could just done with no jokes in this because the jokes in this weren't terribly great they weren't the kind of sort of you know riffy over the top stuff that adam sandler's really good at so i think this could have been better if it was just a straight drama were you talking about that will ferrell movie tropic something where he owns the basketball team and owns, for it? yeah it's like it's about like uh the aba in the 70s yeah you said uh, will smith and that really threw me off oh i meant will ferrell definitely oh we're talking about semi-pro Semi pro, yeah, yes. Oh, yeah. fuck. We went a long road to that one. Yeah. Yeah. Will the Smith threw me the fuck is, off, too. Oh, yeah. yeah I don't know why I said the Will tropics. Smith. <laughs> yeah. yeah. Well, oh, now geez. we know. So, yeah. We've gotten somewhere now. <laughs> I mean, look, I don't really think it is a comedy to, to your point, her. I think it is played as a straight drama with, you know, no. like it's like a, just a sports movie. No, I think I think it is it is a drama, but I think there's a little too much of oh, we got to put some people in here for the just the stock Adam Sandler fans, some mm. not people, some jokes, and I think like all the cameos, it kind of breaks the flow sometimes. It's fair enough. There's a lot of montages in this. Yes, yeah, I enjoy a good montage, and there's good hip hop set to those montages. That's true. So, like props. I, I will tell you. So I, I I really liked the first like third of this movie a lot. And I really thought that the rest of the movie was going to be him bringing the uh, bow back to the States. The Sixers didn't want him. And then he was going to take the agent job and just kind of, well, like unofficially, I guess, and just kind of like shop him around to like all of the different teams. And then it was going to be like a whole, I don't know, working the people angle in all of the different front offices and trying to figure out, you know, like, oh, he's got to work out here, but fucking it doesn't work out because of this reason or that reason or whatever. And that was kind of the track I expected it to go, but for it to focus so much on like the Sixers and then just like training for the draft, I was like, oh, well, I kind of would have liked what I thought was going to be better. Right, right. Is this the most and least Ben Foster role ever? Because he is so easily unlikable as Ben Foster normally is. It's just... Please ignore that. I don't know what that was. I'm so glad that he's got... Like, he's figured that out. You know, like there was a time in the mid 2000s where like Ben Foster was occasionally getting like leading man roles and right. Ben Foster was born for you to hate him. Uh, <laughs> and I, I think he, he, at this point he gets it. Right. Has there ever been the son of the owner of anything that wasn't the main character in a movie who wasn't a complete <laughs> prick? That's never happened. Even No, before. it hasn't. I hadn't thought about that, but that's a good point. Uh, God, my favorite actor ever. God damn it, Robert Duvall's old. <laughs> oh yeah, he's really old. I've yeah, I've really this is gonna be spoilery, but I'm assuming, you know, this is on Netflix. Watch it. Uh I mean, getting to that age in your life 
has to make you think no matter who you are. But particularly when it's an you're an actor and what you become is just someone who plays people who dies in the first act to motivate the the, uh, yeah. the main character in the second and the third act. That's got to be a bummer. That's got to make you think about your mortality all the fucking time. <laughs> it might just make you think about the paycheck. I don't really know. Maybe. Robert Duvall is 91 years old. I was God also doing that. I think we were doing it <laughs> at the same time. So. Yeah, he's old and he looks old and... Uh, yeah, I was happy to see him in there. I'm happy he gets work. But yeah, the fact that he dies in every movie he's in, not not good. That's not a good right. outlook on his life and how much right. time he has left. Guys, I don't have much more to say about this movie. I was about to say, is, is, there, is there a lot else we want to talk about? You know, the guy who was the basketball player, who is apparently a real basketball player, was fine. Yeah. Uh, so was, um. oh, what's his butt? Kermit. Oh, God. Yeah. His name. He's, you know, in the NBA, too. He's pretty good. As I was watching it yesterday, the main dude got cut from the Utah Jazz. Yeah, so I, kind of, I feel like it's partially my fault. <laughs> yeah, I, I don't really have a lot else to say about this. I kind of felt like the ending was a little trying to have its cake and eat it, too. It gave you the sad Rocky ending and the upbeat Rocky 2 ending both. Uh-huh. Um, and I thought that was a little whack. Pick one or the other. Yeah, also but, uh, also the, the cut to five months later was such a hard cut. There were a couple of weird, like, uh, uh, I don't know. Continuity is a strong word for a, a dumb basketball movie, but weird right. continuity things. First off, the, the training montage where he's running up the hill. That dude, I'm positive we watched him run up that hill at full speed at least 20-something times, right? <laughs> and there was a month until the draft. It's like, motherfucker, that is not... <laughs> That's not how training works. Right, right. And uh, yeah, like for, for it to be like so much time spent on a, a very small, contiguous amount of time and then just jump to five months later was very strange uh, for well, the, you know, the denouement there. Again, the, the five months later was very like dumb Adam Sandler comedy. Yeah, yeah, you yeah. Know, Big Daddy gets his kid back, cut to five months later to find out how everything's working out. You know, that, that, uh, Again, that was I think that was one of those things that sort of undercut this movie. Yeah. One other thing that that annoyed me about this movie, they they like make a point pretty early on about like the the uh Bo is like a hustler and like he wants to hustle even if he doesn't necessarily have to. Right. And then that doesn't amount to anything. Right. <laughs> and that irritated me because I like, you know, I going to other basketball movies like I love white man can't jump. And, you know, so much of that is just about, uh, you know, fucking Woody Harrelson just like can't stop betting it. You know, like even when he's up, he just can't stop because he just wants to do it. Uh, and I like I think that's an interesting angle for a character, but they just do nothing with this. Well, I kind of think the same thing with, you know, Kermit getting under his skin multiple times. Yeah. In the last confrontation, he should have been able to overcome by getting under Kermit's skin. Mm. You know? But instead, he just wasn't there, I think? I don't even yeah, know. Instead, no, instead, he just played basketball better. Ah. You know? Like, that's it. Which I guess is real life, but that's not necessarily entertaining. In that's not a good sports movie. Right. Yeah. Do you guys think this guy got the Michael Orr treatment? After being in this film, because I, mean, I think it's pretty ballsy to be a middling NBA player, but then to play like a godsend draft. Pick. <laughs> sure, right. sure. Right, right. I mean, uh, it's I think it's a little bit better than the Michael Orr treatment because the Michael Orr treatment is like uh, a, a white woman made you into a football player. <laughs> this one is like, 
you were, I don't know, you just, you like playing basketball, you just never got scouted by the right person. I feel like he's got a little bit more agency in it, but I, I assume it was not great in the locker room for him. Oh, yeah, 100%. There's got, to, I mean, but so many of them are in the movie, so how can they pick on him? Yeah. Right. <laughs> That's true. Anyway, I think this movie's better than Transformers. Oh, I agree. It's better than Transformers. I, I think for a Netflix movie, it's it's above average. Right. And and particularly for what most Netflix movies are for, which is to kind of watch. Uh-huh. It's great. It is it is very great for that. I was doing a lot of computer work while I was watching this. Right. It's better than Transformers, but I don't foresee me watching it again anytime soon. Yeah. Yeah. Alrighty. That's Hustle. What have we what have we been watching this past week, guys? I've watched nothing. I started strange, the last couple of episodes of Stranger Things. I haven't finished it yet. Um, so I'll just say that Vermont is the Dave Matthews bands of states. <laughs> and uh, it's also like the Subaru Forester of states. And you know what? I like both of those things. That's fine. You know, <laughs> uh, I, uh, Vermont's cool with me. New Hampshire, um, if the United States were Game of Thrones world, New Hampshire would have the coolest words, live free or die. Uh, but that's probably the coolest part of New Hampshire. So, yeah, I, I would say both are better than Transformers, if only the summers kick ass here. Uh, but that's it. Hurt? Uh, you know, uh, I, I'm struggling to think of things I watched this week, and I, I think it's just because everything I watched was just some YouTube shit, so I'll talk about a couple of those. Um, have either of y'all ever watched a YouTube show called Toy Galaxy? No. No. Um, you know, uh, I guess the reason I thought of it this week is a friend of mine named Ramel was texting me about this sort of also ran cartoon called Silverhawks. It was basically exactly the same as Thundercats, but it was in space and they were metal hawk people instead of cat people. And, you know, years before people cared about shit like this, we used to always make fun of uh, this sort of slightly racist aspect that there was a... Uh, character the only black character on this show was named hot wing uh, <laughs> but uh but uh, you know he was like he texted me just you know with, uh, the other day about you know referring to us talking about hot wing previously you know in far in the past and i was like yeah i was watching some new youtube show where they were talking about silver Rocks, and then even bring up hot wing and he was like oh you watch toy galaxy so I guess it has some kind of, but uh, anyways, I kind of relate to the host of this show because I feel like he has the same problems as me. I think, you know, Ronald Reagan deregulating the ability to advertise to children really warped his fucking brain in the same way it did me. Although he's found a way to succeed from it, whereas I have not. But uh, it's a fun show. He mainly, you know, just goes through and talks about uh, 80s TV cartoon properties the merchandise that spin off of them the sort of uh pop culture sort of reaction to the stuff and it's a fun show if you have any interest in that sort of thing in that era it's a fun show uh you know he's a pretty funny host i like it toy galaxy better than transformers uh the other one i'll plug for just a second because i've talked about it before there's a wrestling show on youtube called reliving the war uh every week he basically takes a week where Monday Night Raw and Monday Nitro went head to head and reviews the two shows. And he's 
uh, reached November of 1997, which means he's reached the Montreal screw job, which uh, if you guys aren't familiar is basically uh, the most famous behind the scenes thing that ever happened in wrestling that sort of led to the best two or three years of wrestling ever, but then ruined wrestling for <laughs> uh, So, uh, I, but I like this guy's take on it because he really seemed to be more interested in talking about the stuff that happened on screen and then the intrigue behind the screen. And, uh, you know, you can find so much stuff about the Montreal screw job on YouTube. Uh, the dark side of the ring episode on it is great, but I really like this one because it was pretty much the only one that really actually talked about the show as opposed to the backstage intrigue. So also, um, you know, uh, reliving the war better than transformers. That's all I got. Cool. I really wish that, like, I could go somewhere on YouTube and it would just tell me what it thinks of me. You know what I'm saying? Like, I, I listen, listening to you, your algorithm is so fucking different than mine. <laughs> uh, and I just, I want it, like, I know the kind of stuff it feeds to me, but it's obviously based on some very specific profile, like... You know, I watch a lot of anime videos, which shouldn't be surprising. But, you know, like when I go through like the YouTube shorts or whatever, it's like 80 percent of like Naruto videos set to Gangster's Paradise, which I watch, even though I've never watched Naruto clips of fucking Peaky Blinders and then like Joe Rogan and Kobe Bryant clips. (laughs) Which (laughs) That that is really funny because like, obviously, YouTube has an opinion of you. Yeah, exactly. It, does. it would be Absolutely. funny if there was just an AI and you could click on that and it could tell you, hey, man, you care too much about Transformers. Yeah, exactly. You know, like I, I just I want to tell I'm positive that I'm not interested in Joe Rogan, but it just does not think that that's true. That Same with me. Same with me. It definitely thinks I want to watch Joe Rogan. And I've never clicked on that shit once. Nope. <laughs> uh, right, you're white guys with beards. It I know. analyzed your face and it made a decision for you. <laughs> um, I can't ask the name of this band without ruining the punchline of the story I'm about to tell. I'm in such a quandary right now. <laughs> uh, it's basically, it's one of those new metal bands I'll just try to do it anyway. There's a new metal band that I've never listened to and I've never fucking, uh, I've never fucking like searched. I've never definitely never clicked on, on YouTube. And suddenly I started seeing a bunch of suggestions for me to watch videos about it. And I don't really like that genre of music. And I particularly didn't seem to like this band. And I was wondering why it was doing that. And then I realized that I have this habit around the house when I have to do a chore, I'll do this. Cut my life into pieces by <laughs> doing the dishes. <laughs> so it started suggesting a bunch of stuff about that band. So we're all being watched is basically what we... Oh, do. absolutely, without a doubt. That's funny. Um, I don't have too much to talk about either. Most of the anime shows that I'm finishing are shows I've already talked about, and uh, summer doesn't start for another week, so whatever uh i did start watching uh, i've i've been meaning to get to it but like i've been waiting until i'm spiritually ready to do it uh to watch barry on hbo because the third season i think is all the way out now yeah um i hear this third one is dark it's like the first episode is so fucking good it makes like i've i've waned on kind of you know our current age of television i feel like it's a lot of the same stuff 
Mm-hmm. Uh, and then I watched the first episode of I was like, fuck, this is really good. <laughs> right. Uh, but it, it is like, it's definitely like, I gotta be, I gotta be up enough that watching this show doesn't take me too far down <laughs> for sure. Right. Uh, I still think like I think it's better than it has been but it is the most mean-spirited show about Hollywood like I don't know if it's Bill Hader or whoever else is writing the show but they fucking hate Hollywood right? uh, it's there's just so many little like little characters uh, you know both like in the industry in the acting classes and whatever it's like who fucking hurt you to do this you <laughs> did not have to make them this way right uh but anyway, it's really fucking good. So if you haven't started, if you haven't watched the whole thing, it's, it's the whole show is good. But the third season is really great so far. But I think that's it. I'm going to be unavailable next week. So I don't think we're going to be recording next week. Uh, well, I'm, I'm assuming when we come back, we will be doing so. I assume that we will also be doing so. Has so, anyone watched Miss Marvel? No. Man, whose fucking idea was it to put that out at the same time as Obi-Wan? Because I didn't even know it was out till like two fucking days ago. That shit does feel kind of racist. It does, right? They never <laughs> overlap these shows. Yeah. I don't think they can help it anymore, but yeah, it's a problem. But I just, I hear it's good, but I just haven't given it the chance. I haven't given it a, a second, but yeah. Sarah's been out of town and I think she's interested in watching it. So I'm waiting for her to get home to watch it. But we're not going to do it either. There we go. We're also racist. That's <laughs> so on that note, join us in two weeks when we do <laughs> Thor 11 Thunder. Uh, so thanks everybody for listening. Please rate, subscribe, tell your friends about the podcast. If you want to get in touch with us, you can reach out realphonies at gmail.com. You can also follow us on Facebook and Twitter at realphonies on Instagram at real underscore phonies. Thanks, Zach Evans for our and Brian Blessed for our theme. We'll see you guys later. Later. Yeah.